on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. The Iron was not unkind on Friday, and John Gibson is taking names on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Monday. It is March. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, your daily podcast covering the OC's hockey team. Don't forget you'll get fresh daily content Monday through Friday about the OC's favorite hockey team, the Anaheim Ducks. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or follow me personally at StimpyJD. Don't forget to like, rate, comment, subscribe if you have not already. Over the past weekend, the Ducks played two games, one on Friday and one on Sunday. The game on Friday took place against the Pittsburgh Penguins at the Ponda. There was much more Penguins fans than really anyone thought was going to be there. Going into that game, Pittsburgh was among the top teams in the Metropolitan Division. And the Ducks had just come off a big win on Tuesday night where Sonny Milano had the game-winning overtime goal. That was still one of the more unexpected games that I've been to. And, you know, i got to give credit to Sonny Milano for coming in right away and really not decimating, but showing what he had against a very talented Edmonton team. So let's see how the rest of the newcomers would do against a very talented Pittsburgh Penguins team. We kick things off in the first period, and right away, this one was going to be a penalty-filled game. Both sides were hitting, well, pretty hard, to be honest. You know, Rodriguez got a penalty. Getzloff was already called for a hooking call against Sid the Kid. It was captain-on-captain crime there, and Getze also got an unsportsmanlike conduct in that first period. And it was all about another newcomer. Tuesday, it was all about Sonny Milano. Friday, Milano did look good, but it was all about Danton Heinen with about six minutes to go in the first period. You know, Josh Manson had a very good play in behind the net. Sherwood streaked in to the right side, got behind the net, and dished it in Gretzky territory to a fairly wide open Danton Heinen, who drills his eighth goal of the season and his first as a member of the Anaheim Ducks. And the crowd right there is going, wow, the new guys are doing really well. And I jokingly said, yeah, Hyden scored a goal. The Ducks definitely won the trade deadline. No, yeah, definitely won the trade deadline. Because you have guys contributing right away. In the short term, these are good pickups. In the long term, these are also pretty decent pickups because of the draft picks that they got. So once again, Danton Heinen scored his eighth of the season on kind of a broken play because Sherwood passed it right on the money to Danton Heinen. And Heinen, the puck was not exactly in the best of spots and it kind of trickled in a little bit. It went off the leg of Zach Trotman. You know, poor Trotman. He was right there on the perfect spot and it just happened to go off his body. It went off of Murray, went off uh, Trotman. And the puck just kind of trickled in there very slowly to give Anaheim a 1-0 lead. And then the hits just continued, but not before there was a shot that went right off the iron from the Pittsburgh Penguins. Right off the bat, you could tell this was going to be bad luck for Pittsburgh. In that first period, Pittsburgh outshot Anaheim 10-2. 10-2. The ice was tilted clearly in one direction and it was obviously in the direction of the Pittsburgh Penguins and even looking at the coursing map it was a minus eight for Anaheim Ducks in that first period at least on five on five 
Pittsburgh dominated shot attempts. They dominated shots pretty much most of the game. Whether it was 5-on-5, power play, penalty kill, Pittsburgh had most of the puck possession. And it showed in that first period. So how the hell were the Ducks up 1-0 after one period? A little bit of puck luck. You know, we had one shot hit off the post. Another couple shots grazing just wide. One of them may have grazed the post. So Pittsburgh had some pretty good shot attempts. The heat map was clearly in favor of Pittsburgh in that first period. Anaheim didn't have much. Once again, two shots. One of them was an in-close goal that trickled in. But if not for Zach Trotman, that shot probably would not have gone in. It may have gone off to the side. Either way, it's one nothing Anaheim after one period. Really? Ducks were ahead? Yeah, they were ahead, believe it or not. Moving over to the second period, that's where the penalties really took over. As I mentioned before, Ryan Getzloff did get that unsportsmanlike, so it was a power play for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And their new addition, he's doing pretty well for Pittsburgh. Jason Zucker gets his 18th goal of the season, his first of the game on the power play, to make it a 1-1 tie. And Schultz would get that assist, and so would Marcus Pedersen. So Zucker gets that goal. But I just mentioned a name. Yeah, I just mentioned Justin Schultz. Well, Schultz, he made Ryan Getzloff bleed. So much so that he got a four-minute double minor penalty for high sticking. So what would happen on the ensuing power play? Well, it was an extended four-minute power play. And the guy who he made bleed, Ryan Getzloff, he would score a fairly lucky power play goal to make it 2-1 Anaheim. And I know I've criticized the Ducks plenty of times this season, and rightfully so, about their power play or their lack of a power play. They are among the worst teams in the power play all season long. This one was very lucky. Sonny Milano kind of drove in deep, had good position, passed it to a wide open Sam Steele. And Sam just hit it off the steel and right to Ryan Getzloff on the right place at the right time. I don't regret that pun, folks. Ryan Getzloff gets his 13th point of the season. And it is Ryan Getzloff's 40th point of the season. They did it. The Ducks finally have someone that has scored 40 points in a season. They're the last team in the NHL to do so. So Ryan Getzloff leads the team in points with 40 Yeah, you heard that right. 40 points is their leading goal scorer. The Ducks are by far the last team to have a 40. Wow, this is how bad the Ducks have been offensively when your leading goal scorer has that many points and half the league has more points. That's how bad it's been. But credit to Sonny Milano once again for setting up a perfect shot to make a 2-1 Anaheim. Later on in that period, with about two and a half minutes left, it was Brendan Gooley who would get his third goal of the season on a broken play where Pittsburgh turned it over in their own defensive zone. Brendan Gooley had a look-what-I-found type puck reach his stick. He shot it towards the goal, and guess who kind of helped with the goal once again? Yeah, Zach Trotman. It went off of Trotman's body, and for the second time this game, Trotman would... I guess, sort of assist on a Ducks goal to make it 3-1. to one. The Ducks would later have a 5-on-6 against them. Jason Zucker would score with the Penguins goalie pulled to make it 3-2 to two with about a minute and 20 left. But after that, it was a little bit too little too late. After a couple more shots hit off the post for Pittsburgh in the third period, 
That was it. The final score is 3-2 Anaheim over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Ouch. This one definitely hurts for Pittsburgh. They were expected to win this game and they didn't. We'll talk more about that game in a second. But first, I want to tell you how you can make your business work for you with Locked On Advertising. If you've been a listener of this podcast, then congratulations, you're awesome. I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Anaheim Ducks is a great way for your local business to reach passionate sports fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local Ducks podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with other Anaheim Ducks fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses, especially here in SoCal. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcasts.com forward slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve locked on advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcasts.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez on this Monday as we are still talking about the Ducks' victory over the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're not supposed to beat these kind of teams. First, they beat Edmonton, a supremely talented team with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, and now they beat the Pittsburgh Penguins, who has Sidney Crosby And some guy named Chris Letang, he's pretty good. A great goaltender, Matt Murray, Evgeny Malkin. How does this happen? Yeah, it is very lucky. You know, they have Patrick Marlowe now. They have Jason Zucker, who did score two goals for what it's worth. But how did this happen? Yes, there was a lot of luck. There was some shots off the post that went against Pittsburgh. I'm going to look at the new additions for the Anaheim Ducks. And I'm going to start with... Denton Heinen, who scored the goal, the first goal of the game for Anaheim. Yes, he had that great goal being in the right place at the right time. He was positioning himself right in front of the goal crease and was in that same spot that Trotman was and was maybe a couple feet away from Matt Murray. Denton Heinen did just enough to position himself where he wasn't going to get any kind of interference call against him. He was placed perfectly, and credit to Kiefer Sherwood, who knew exactly where he was. And I don't say this enough, but Kiefer Sherwood is a quite underrated player. He does extraordinarily well in San Diego, and I know goals fans cannot wait to have him back in a month. But look at the kind of play that he made, and look at the communication that those two had. Heinen also had a very close missed shot opportunity, again, right by the crease, but it just trickled wide. Hanton is going to do well placing himself right along that crease area and creating those shot opportunities. But also look at the type of plays he's making on 
as far as like physicality. He had a couple of very solid hits, both huge checks against the board that seemed to energize both the crowd and the team. And that's the kind of player that you want to have also. Someone that can get those good hits and, you know, really get everyone going. That you love to see. He also did have a very key block shot late in the game. So he's doing it on both sides of the ice. I noticed that Heinen had a pretty active stick at times during the game. That's something that is going to do very well for the Ducks later on this season, the last month and change. Heinen is not a bad player. He's not. He may have been misused a little bit in Boston. Maybe he just needed a change of scenery. And that's exactly what's happened. So Heinen doing pretty well in Anaheim. Someone else that I want to bring up is Andrew Agazino, who also had a couple of excellent hits. He's the kind of player that you expect him to be. He's a bottom line kind of guy. He gets the job done. He knows where to pass the puck when it comes down to it. He knows when to give out those good hits. He knows when to block a shot up close. He had another great shot block kind of close to the goal. If it wasn't for all those shot blocks, Anaheim may have let in a couple more goals. They probably would have lost that game. And someone that everybody has been impressed with, at least through the first couple of games. And I want to talk about Matt Irwin a little bit. The Ducks radio broadcasters were very impressed with Matt Irwin on Tuesday. And I know Steve Carroll was still impressed with Matt Irwin on Friday's game and listening to him after the game and on Duck Talk afterwards. Everyone's pretty impressed with Matt Irwin just because he's a slightly better version of Corbinian Holzer. At least he has been on the first couple of games. Again, some solid hits. He got credited with two or three assists. It should have been more, frankly. Irwin did take one massive hit, but he also had one massive block right along the crease once again. Matt Irwin, he's a better player than most people think. I think he is a better version of that defenseman. They had Holzer. Fans were criticizing him. Irwin seems to have a more active stick. He seems to do better along the dirty edges of the boards. He seems to do a lot better as far as just puck control in general whenever he has control of the puck. So yeah, he's slightly better than Holzer. That's still a pretty decent trade for the Ducks. That's still a win for them. And maybe the Denton Heinen trade, well, I mean... Yes, the Ducks did give up Nick Ritchie to Boston, but that's still decent. Heinen's still a good player. I felt like he did have a little bit left to prove in Boston, and just him going to Anaheim could do better for him mentally and to not be under that extreme microscope of the Boston Bruins. So again, credit to the new guys for really positioning themselves for a chance to win for the Ducks, and they did just that. Irwin, I thought, did a great job on Friday. Milano, I thought, did a great job. Heinen, obviously, with the goal. He did a fantastic job. So we fast forward to Sunday's game. And Sunday was the debut of David Backus for the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, Maybe it didn't go as well as he would have liked. We also saw Christian Juice playing. So he had all these new guys playing for the Anaheim Ducks. You had Irwin, Juice, Milano, Heinen, David Backus. That is five players that the Ducks didn't have that time last week so yeah it's going to take some time for them to adjust to the new roster and it seemed to take a lot more time than we thought on Sunday the Ducks didn't seem to have that same I guess 
energy that they had on Tuesday and especially on Friday. Just something was missing. Yes, the Ducks players, the new players, were trying to adjust to each other. But look no further than the special teams on this one because that's what it was all about. New Jersey scored their first two goals on two power plays on two shots. Both of those goals happened immediately after a penalty had been called against them. In the first period, it was Sonny Milano. Remember a week ago how I talked about how Sonny Milano, he does have a tendency to take penalties. Not nearly as bad as other players the Ducks had previously had. Nick Ritchie took that many more penalties. Nick Ritchie, you know, he averaged, I think, like 1.7 something on the penalties against. Sonny Milano is about 1.2. Milano does take some fairly bad penalties. It's not as bad as other players that the Ducks gave up. But Sonny Milano, that was not a good penalty. He ended up tripping Miles Wood. And not long after that, maybe a minute into the power play, Pavel Zaka got his seventh goal of the season on the assist from P.K. Subban and Jesper Bratt to make it one nothing New Jersey. Well, that was fast. Over to the second period. And guess what? Another bad penalty. This one was against Carter Rowney for holding Nico Hersher. And what would happen after that? Well, New Jersey would score again on the power play. This one was even faster. Only 37 seconds into the power play. Pa- him again? All right. Really? Again? Wow. Pavel Zaka got his eighth of the season, his second of the game, to make it 2 nothing New Jersey. Ugh. And Nikita Gusev had a nice dish off right to Brat yet again. Jesper Brat passed it right to Pavel Zaka. Another one of those great cross-ice pass type goals. So Zaka gets his second of the game, make it 2 nothing New Jersey. And Nico Hersher would get his 14th of the season in the third as New Jersey would take a 3-0 lead, and the assist goes to not Sam Carrick, Connor Carrick. Carrick would get his fifth assist of the season, and that would be the final score. The Devils would go on to win the game 3-0. How is it that the Ducks went from beating two fantastic playoff-bound teams to losing against a lottery pick? Not only losing, getting shut out. At least there was one bright spot to last night's game, and that would be John Gibson. (laughs) This one I had to chuckle at a little bit, because it showed just how much badassery was on the side of John Gibson. Towards the end of the second period, John Gibson was playing the puck behind his net and decided to play it to his right. And in came Kevin Rooney like a freight train. Kevin Rooney and Gibson were on a collision course. And what would happen? It was John Gibson who would give the left elbow to Kevin Rooney, knocking him to the ground, and then giving a little bit of a push towards the ice. So there's the left elbow, and then John Gibson kind of shoves him right to the ice, says a few words to him, and in comes Jacob Larson and Nick Delorier to also kind of keep him down on the ice. Yeah, Ducks fans loved this hit. They were saying, all hail John Gibson. Yeah, John Gibson showing that kind of play. Yeah, he's a badass. We love it. That's a kind of play that you love to see from your goalie. A little bit of edge. You love to see it. So John Gibson gets the nice little cross-check hit slash interference slash whatever you want to call it. The officials did call an interference against Kevin Rooney. 
that penalty was served by someone that came in right afterwards, Nick Delorier, because, you know, Nick Delorier, he, he loves to scrap. He just does. But let's all hail John Gibson. I wish we knew what he whispered, or not whispered, but said right in his ear as he knocked him down to the ground. If there was a fly along that board, or only Gibson and Rooney know exactly what was said on that exchange. But that was just something that was a bit amusing to watch. Kind of cool to see your goalie doing that. And speaking of goaltending, so I mentioned that it would be wise if we would see Ryan Miller in net. Well, it turns out that Ryan Miller has a virus. No, not that virus. Not the not the coronavirus. Don't worry, folks. I'm not going to scare anyone. Ryan Miller does not have coronavirus. He just has the flu virus. So he was out for Sunday's game. And in fact, he might be out for another couple of games because the Ducks have a road trip coming up. And guess who got called up from San Diego? He got called up right after the game on Saturday. Yeah, Stolarz got the call up to Anaheim once again. But this time, it looks like Anthony Stolarz may play in one of those games because the Ducks have a back-to-back coming up. They have a game at Chicago. They have a game at Colorado. The game at Chicago is Tuesday. The game at Colorado is on a Wednesday. They are back-to-backs. Unless Miller gets better, we should see John Gibson start one of those games and Anthony Stolarz starting the other game, making his season debut. So we'll see how that goes on the next couple days and hope that Ryan Miller gets better. Although it would be cool to see Anthony Stolarz get a start up in Anaheim before being sent back down to San Diego. So let's see what happens there. And I want to remind you guys that you can hear this and any of the previous episodes on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Also, please make sure to like, comment, leave a five-star rating, and most of all, subscribe to Locked On Ducks on any of those services that I talked about just a few seconds ago. Also, check us out on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or follow me personally at StimpyJD. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. I'll see you at the arena and stay cool, Anaheim.